Welcome to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything, and remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson. Hello, Ty. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Ryan? Do I sound like a, ro- do I, do I sound like a robot right now? A little bit. I have voice modulation problem. It's kind of awkward, I'll be honest. <laughs> it is a little awkward. Hopefully everybody that's joining us today is not going to feel the awkwardness. But I, I, who knows. I think they do a little bit, but it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to a new episode. We got, uh, we've got a, a current events episode today, Tyler. Yes. We're going to talk about the new infrastructure plan. Infrastructure bill just got passed in the last week. Uh, Senate passed it however long ago, a few months, and there's been a lot of uh, negotiating on it, and it was just past the House. But we got a couple of things to kind of break down with it because there are a couple of interesting points that we want to focus on and how that's affecting average people, retirement accounts, investing, kind of general economic outlooks. There's some interesting things we can For sure. With. And the, the big thing that, they, you know, obviously the reason we want to dive into this, maybe it's... I don't know, taxation and bills and politics. They're always never like the funnest thing to talk about. But I think we hear we hear so much about it in the in the news. There's all kinds of stuff going around. And and, and I, you know, I talk to a lot of clients every day, right? Lots of clients every day. Where um yeah, where it's like, hey, what is this gonna mean for me? Can I still invest in my, you know, IRAs, blah, 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 right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of those things going around because uh, the uh, the bill has been split into two now, and so one was passed, the other one is still under negotiations. And, you know, there's going to be um, some different effects because as we talk about it, right, with any spending bill, you know, we talk about government is going to be pumping money out for something, the question is always how, what's it for? You know, what's it going to be doing? And then obviously, how is it going to be paid for? Which are good questions. Well, and, and that's kind of the, that's the, uh, you know, the number one focus is, and, and I like this idea too, that, that let's dive into it on this podcast a little bit more because again, every everybody's like, they're hearing, oh, I'm going to have to all of a sudden pay a whole bunch more in my taxes. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, mm, not necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's... Yeah, Roth, Roth IRAs are going away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, you know, look, everything's on the table. All things are possible in a, in a certain sense. But yeah, there is a way to sort of work your way through some of this to really get at what's really going on. Because obviously, politicians, let's just say, not the most honest people. Right. Probably fair. Right. right. Yeah. So you really got to dig deep to really find pretty credible and trusted sources. And you got to compare and contrast between those sources. And somewhere in there, you'll find some pretty objective Absolutely. information. Well, even too, as. But it is tough. Yeah. Even as you and I have kind of been diving a little deeper in preparation for this episode, it's like, man, there's a lot of. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to, to find good information, you know what I mean? Even I feel like you and I have a good idea of where to go and find information about stuff in the market. So, yeah, it's 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's hard to find the right information and what's not being spun in a certain direction. Exactly. 100%. You got to so. you got to be careful about that. Right. Absolutely. Okay, let's just start off and talk about the two bills and really the basics of them. Uh, because the number that we keep hearing or the number that was being thrown around is this $3.5 trillion spending bill. But in reality, it was really two parts. There's the infrastructure bill, uh, which is the one that got passed. And infrastructure bill is much more dealing with roads, bridges, uh, airports, communication, kind of the you know essentials backbone of uh, the economy, essential, like what everybody needs to use to to, to conduct business. Right. Railroads, even like uh, water. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. Tele telecommunications. Right. Yep. Broadband. Improvement of uh, you know public transit stuff like that. That's the one that got passed, and essentially it's a million or a, a one point five trillion. And you know we can kind of talk about some of the. Uh, a point to that, but there's not a lot on that that are that is um, uh, what it's being spent on. Although we do need to talk about that, uh, but it's more of how it's being paid for. So that, but that's the one that was passed. The second one is the Build Back Better plan, and you can think of that a lot more in a social spending sphere. It's a lot more to do with things like the child tax credit, uh, unemployment benefits. Uh, you know, basically welfare-oriented spending. I think you mentioned the one earlier when we were just talking before, the paternity, maternity leave payments. Um, that's kind of part of that one. And, uh, and as you can imagine, the infrastructure bill had way less friction between both sides, whereas the Build Back Better has a lot more. Because there's definitely some ideological arguments to be made on that one, which we're not going to get into, but exactly. that's why. Well, and, and um, the one thing that's important to know, too, like, so that's why, like, so when you and I first started talking about this, I like how you, you really kind of, you know, talked about that, where I didn't, I didn't realize that two had been broken apart for that reason. Um, I mean, I, I try and stay up on these things as much as I can, but... Um, yeah. Anyways, that that does make a lot more sense. Where it's like, okay, yeah, the 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 infrastructure bill that's done, it's moving forward. It's like, yeah, we. It, it, I think we're all in agreement. Like that, it makes sense. It's going to help make the country better. It's going to create jobs. It's going to help GDP and economic things keep moving. But yeah, there's just so many other pieces tied to that. You know, build back better. Right. A lot of a lot of moving pieces. I will say. I will say too. I did notice the one thing that was removed from it, uh, from the original language, is the. Um, the some of the college uh i know there's a lot of, that's a really heated topic as far as like the federal government subsidizing you know forgiving student loans and subsidizing college and things like that so that did change. anyways that, that piece did come out but yeah a lot more hullabaloo if you will a lot more uh, uh bantering back and forth with the you know with the uh build back better part of it so hey ty don't make this political um I think before we are done with this thing, we are going to be on 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 a Democratic or a Republican soapbox in one way, shape, or form. So somewhere, somehow, somewhere, somehow. we're gonna sure. no matter what, we're gonna piss everybody off that's listening. Either way, so let's just own it. Let's one just own it and, and really go yeah. crazy with it. Um, but but let's talk about where the money is going, particularly in in um, uh, the infrastructure, because that's the one that's been. Um, 
uh, past. The other one, again, that's going to take a lot more work to get to that point because they need some Republican support and they're not getting enough at this point. So that's going to change. Uh, so we don't need to focus on that yet. But um, kind of in general, right, we've talked about the spending of this uh, infrastructure bill. We're talking about roads and bridges. And I actually read a report uh, maybe a week or two ago and uh, the National uh, Engineering something. I'm trying to think of the, what the group's name That's is. That's a lively bunch but of it's people. Like an, it's, it's, it's That's a li- what, <laughs> if you want to be at a cocktail party, you go to the National Engineering Engineer. Are they like train engineers, like little hats and stuff? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's like the, the engineers, like the structural engineers of America, like the, you know, the whatever union or group they're part of. Sorry, I should have had the name ready. Anyway, they go through and they end up grading the infrastructure of different countries oh, and how they operate and yeah, what the grade they get. And America's infrastructure grades horrible. So, and we, I, you know, really we've been hearing this for uh, quite some time that there's just a lot of maintenance that has just not been done. What what do they call that on a rent or on a property? The Defer, um, deferred maintenance. The maintenance that the, yeah. yeah, there you go. There, there's a lot of deferred maintenance that uh, just needs to be caught up on. So nobody's wanted uh, to fix it. And especially looking forward to, you know, it's yeah. not just repairing stuff. It's like looking forward to a little bit better um, uh, transportation systems and, uh, and, and then obviously with, with, you know, with Biden in place, it, there's a lot of green energy uh, type provisions, right? I think I saw one about like replacing school buses with more energy efficient uh, stuff. So, I mean, look, wherever you lie on the political spectrum, uh, the government's job really is to do things that the private sector is just not going to do. Private sector is not going to invest into roads unless they can tax you every time you use it. So it's just not one of those things that's effective. And this is kind of why it got better support uh, from both sides, because we need it. Yeah, need exactly. It regardless well, of where you stand. And I, I actually like the, uh, I like the pieces of the bill that deal with like broadband and the power infrastructure, things like that, because... While while I think that we might see better improvements in a private in the private sector, I, again at least it's like well okay if we can make the you know the fiber optics more r- readily available in different parts th- there is a cool piece to it too a little bit more socialistic but where they're looking at bringing in some of those uh, broadband and fiber optics and things like that to like some of the Native American tribal areas. Things like that, right? So some of these more rural areas. Did you just call that socialistic? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, no, that's definitely more socialistic to try and you know to to give to these minority <laughs> groups. Such a negative I spin am on such it. Such a negative spin on it. No, but but okay. Uh, so uh, whether it's socialistic or not, I don't care. <laughs> but I do. I like the idea that that some of these more underprivileged or rural areas, places where we again we just haven't put any money into it at all. Uh, it's that's cool that those kinds of things are are being you know thought about and put into place and there's monies that are going there. So yeah, no, it's def- it's definitely important that um, uh, wherever you're at, 
you can at the very least have some of these basic necessities that other people have. That I think that's a really important socialism right part there. Of Everybody power. has to have it, Ryan. You're a socialist, Comrade <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> uh, you're trying to cover your bases. I am. I, I am trying. So it's, it's smart. It's smart. Yeah, for reals, dude. Um, the one thing we I liked, we were talking about this earlier, though. The one thing I do like about the infrastructure, and I think this is where we 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 finally got a little bit of push from the Republican, not sorry, not pushback, but like acceptance from the Republican side was, like, look, this is this is, it's blue collar, right? It's it's still it's physical, tangible. Let's let's fix something, right? And yes, there's going to be some, and we're gonna talk about this in a minute. We're like, okay, where do we get money to pay for all these things? Yeah, there's going to be some costs and some 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 things there. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, if you've got more jobs, if you can hire more people to go build these infrastructures, if you can give more contracts to construction companies, that keeps the economy humming, right? That keeps that keeps the wheels in motion. So I, I that piece we were talking about, I actually really like about the infrastructure bill. So yeah, well, it, it, the the necessity is again going back to this this thing is that yeah we would probably agree that we like the private sector to handle as much as the private sector can handle, right? Because people care about their business, they care about the bottom line, and so they're going to be efficient as they possibly can. But there's just all kinds of things that the public sector needs to come in and, and do because that then supports that private sector. It's going to support entrepreneurs. It's going to support small business because all of those amenities that we're talking about uh, just put uh, everybody in a better position that from an economic standpoint, they can do better for themselves. And so, yeah, it, it, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Some of the fine points are going to get argued about, but I think the overall general idea, most people don't uh, disagree with yeah. that. Uh, I do want to know one thing, though, from your standpoint with the infrastructure part of this. How much did you contribute to the Biden campaign last go-around? Um, you, I did the I, max. I really, it really, it, you know, I really can see the, some of the, the true ma- colors coming through here. Yeah, I would, I would never contribute to a party ever, <laughs> unless, unless like my life depended on it somehow. Because <laughs> man, I cannot, I cannot uh, stand trying I, to. I agree. Be on one team well, or the other because. <laughs> That's rough. The other because I see both sides of it. I see the good and the bad out there, and it's just like I can't. I agree. I can't be on one team because uh, <laughs> it just ends up. You have to eat your words yeah, you every do. four years. Well, actually, the thing that I hate worse isn't isn't which team I'm on, and and and, and immediately alienating certain members of my family, whichever side of the road you, you or whatever party yeah, line. Right. It's not that that I'm so worried about. What I'm actually more upset about is the fact that if you give to anybody. Now you're in their email system and phone system, so you're going to get all kinds of crappy emails from those political <laughs> affiliations and phone calls. We hope uh-huh. we can get your support. Sure. It's like, who the hell are you? I don't want to support. I don't know who you are. I'm not supporting you. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think reason. we went to two years ago. We went to New York and took my son there for his graduation, and somehow my phone number got into the New York City system and. I was getting texts to support so and so for New York City mayor. Oh wow! Like wow. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'll support you. I'll support sure. you. <laughs> yeah. oh, Whoever's opposite of the guy that's there now. Exactly. Uh, All right. 
uh, I was gonna I was gonna say on this, the uh, how do you pay for this kind of thing? Um, because you know what we saw last year is different than what we're talking about now. Right. You know what happened last year with COVID and the type of money that was just being thrown around. Yeah, and sometimes recklessly, and sometimes, uh, you know, it was it was actually good for what it did for the economy. But what we're talking about is that is what what was happening last year is different than what this is because this has uh, their balancing act between well, we're going to spend this money, but we're also going to pay for it in some measure, versus we're going to spend and we don't have a great, you know. Yeah, what what's paying for a plan? Yeah, and that's I, I'm I'm I, when we were talking about that before. I'm glad I'm glad you bring that point up because yeah, last year, and I was feeling a lot of the same thoughts with with this infrastructure bill and things like that. Um, the you're absolutely right. I was really frustrated. I mean, I'm glad. I think it worked out well. I think it was handled well as far as getting some of that money out there, PPP loan money, stimulus monies. I think it was good. Uh, but yeah, my biggest concern was exactly that. It was like, man, where, where is this getting paid from? Right. How are we going to pay this bill? And what I, again, I was kind of having those same thoughts about this new infrastructure bill and everything that's going on, you know, with the bring back better part of it too, but you're right. This definitely has a better discussion around it as far as like, okay, how are we going to be fiscally responsible for this thing? So I, I agree. I think it's, I think there's a big difference this year versus what happened last year. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, the way we're paying for it, there's kind of two basic thoughts for how it gets paid for. One thought is, is that we change certain measures now, generally, uh, you know, uh, deductions, uh, caps on um, uh, contributions, RMDs. I mean, the kind of things that, that, that affect us and affect certain people is changing enough corporate tax rates now, but then also the idea that this infrastructure spending is going to increase wages too over time. It's going to employ more people, which then is also going to bring in more tax revenue over the years. So there's, you know, there's a little bit of a moving target, of course, in projecting how it's going to get paid for and what that's going to do. Because we talk about 10 years, like America may not exist in 10 years time. Well, the, the true, the pure, uh, the pure crypto people believe that they're like, yeah, there's, there's not even going to be a monetary system anymore. Um, yeah. Anyways, so no, but, uh, but you do bring up a good point. It's like, yeah, there's there, there are so many things that'll that can easily be. I mean, in a couple more years, they could even change completely over back to Republican, and they could revamp the whole thing. So. But but you're right. There there is this element too that there is some a little bit of self-supported tax revenues from what's going to be built. Uh, there's also the piece too up there where there are unused COVID stimulus dollars, right? So monies that have been kind of earmarked for COVID. Uh, I want to say it was ninety five billion dollars. Yeah, is that right? So yeah, it was the those EIDL loans, economic injury disaster loan kind of thing so it's already been that yeah yeah it's already been uh factored in yep so that's being pulled back in too yeah 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 and there's you know certainly there's there's all kinds of going back and forth and questions about how well this is going to do and or is it going to actually pay for itself because certainly i don't think that it's going to pay for itself as 
Democrats say. But I also don't think that it's a disaster, as some maybe extreme conservatives may say, as far as like governments stop spending so much money, governments just bankrupting us. I don't think it's that extreme. But I don't think it's going to pay for itself. I think there is going to be adding adding to the deficit. But again, we're talking about a 10-year projection. Uh, I, I guarantee you can go back 10 years to CBO um, uh, projections 10 years ago, and it's not accurate. Totally. Yeah, exactly. It gets revamped. You know, every- so... Yep. It's going to change every four years. You get a new president and and there's going to be, you know, I mean, Trump gets in in 2024. Like some of this is going to change again. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, I mean, we just have to look at it as it is now. And I think that, you know, there is a lot as when you're talking about the economy and we're talking about where this is going to go. I think it's there's I think there's a lot of pluses to it when it comes to uh, investment value for people. I think there is, because I think that's going to help companies. It's going to help innovation. And all of that in and of itself allows for a good foundation for growth within, say, an investment portfolio, for sure. Well, right? yeah, I mean, supporting that. Yeah, even then, if you think about that, I mean, it's like, okay, look, if we're getting, you know, uh, more money's invested into broadband, right? What kind of, and railroads, I mean, obviously, those are two totally different sectors of the market right what what is that going to do long term for this different you know specific companies stocks things like that you're, you're right and, and i'm also of the same mindset with you too that i think that anytime you can have you you can really get something put some put some more you know wood on the fire you know put some fuel in the tank to support economic growth I, i'm with you too i think in the long run that's a that's that's a net positive so yeah and that's why, you know, again, from why why this bill could be passed with a divided Congress is because there's a lot more agreement about, yeah, there there definitely are benefits to what we're doing because there is a uh, a net positive economic side to it from doing so, which is then the reason why the other bill is going to have a lot more problems because it's it's a bigger question as to whether or not that spending. Is going to actually produce this net positive to you. Yeah, good point. Because Which, you know, because yeah, we were talking about that before. It's like okay, if you give like part of that, um, you know, some of the dollars going to like you know maternity, paternity leave, things like that. You know, giving more things back that are uh, more you know socialistic in nature, right? You're right. That doesn't necessarily turn right around and and generate an economic dollar, right? Yeah, uh, it, it, not as easy it, to, it, to factor exactly. That in. Very, very, very different. Apples and oranges—they're very, very different. So, yeah, and it's not, it's not even to say because that there, there's definitely going to be this human capital idea too, which I don't have a problem with because, yeah, I mean, I think I, in fact I think that there's probably a lot of conservatives who would agree with um, maternity leave, uh, family leave for children that are born is actually a really good idea. Because if you can't stay home and take care of your baby from the day that it's born for six months, you know, there's real long-term economic impacts to that that I actually think a lot of people really agree with. So certainly there are, but again, like you, we were saying, it's not as easy to connect the spending to the net positive yeah, as it would be on this other one. It's a lot more, um, a lot less, you know, like current return a lot more future return for sure and the you know the the 
uh, build back better part of the uh, of the plan that we're de- that's being debated. So, yep, exactly. But uh, there's a couple of specific things that I think are really, really important, particularly for what we focus on. So let's talk about those. I know you've got a couple. Uh, yeah, just, picking out. just some of the. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. Uh, I know the one piece that has me uh, like the, the adjusting uh, some of the state and local tax. Um, the way that you're able to take deductions and how you're able to handle deductions at a state and local level, those there's going to be some, there there's some proposed changes there that make me a little nervous. The, the main one a lot of people are talking about has to do with corporate income tax, right? And yeah, that's the idea, a big one. yeah, it is a big one, right? It's like okay, the the minimum corporate tax would be fifteen percent, right? Which is going to bump that. When you look at the, all the available tax brackets for corporations, it's going to bring that 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 kind of that stand that minimum up. It's going to bring that balance up, right? And the thing is that people need to understand with that, it's corporations with profits over one billion dollars, right? So smaller mom and pops, most you know mid size. In fact. For the most part, that's uh, that would actually have been something good to research, but we'll have to look into that. The total number of businesses estimated that are less than one billion dollars in profits, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the exact number, but in guess it's a lot. A lot of businesses do not make more than a billion dollars. In fact, I think the number of of people that are employed by a small business is like five to one or something like I, that. I agree, exactly. So, oh. so, so again, that's, that's where, now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of pieces, and we're not going to dive into everything. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces with this. So, so, again, there may be some key pieces we don't necessarily touch on today. And we're not tax experts, too, so, you know, the complete ramifications, you know, we may not even know. But some, a lot of these that we look at, I, I'm, it's not as doom and gloom as people might make it out to be. Because again, that's that is a big piece, right? Obviously, changing the minimum corporate tax rate's a big deal, but like, yeah, like we're talking about, that really is targeted at higher revenue businesses for sure, not small mom and pops. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And from an individual yeah. standpoint, you know, there's the, the the real focus ends up being high income earners. So again, like you know, there's there's plenty of people we work with that that will fit into this high income earning, you know, position. But the vast majority of us do not fit into this high income earning spot. So most of these paying for the bill aren't going to affect any of us directly. Because there is one. Yeah, talk about this pass through. Yeah, talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, pass through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, there's those two, right? So there's the pass through, which again, um, looking at the specifics of it, you know, when you have an LLC or an S Corp, there are going to be some limitations on how much of a loss that you can pass through to your um, personal tax rate, right, if you have a loss. But keep in mind, there's there's a four-year moratorium before that kicks in, right? So it's not going to do anything for four more years. But it does. It will affect those that, uh, that have that. But again, there's going to be these limits and these levels that you have to meet. And for the most part, it's going to be that higher income that's going to affect rather than real just small small income you bring up a good point and, and that's the thing i would say definitely consult your your cpa if if tax so again the idea with it with a pass-through loss that means okay 
I may have a business that's really successful, right? And it pushes through, you know, net revenues, K1 income, whatever, you know, dividends, however you're structuring and however you're structured in your entity. That may, let's say it passes through 100,000 of taxable income. Well, I may have another side business over here that I'm doing that shows a loss of, you know, 10 grand, 15 grand, whatever. Maybe you write, have some big write-off. The idea is currently you are capped how much of that loss you can use every year, but you can keep carrying it forward and using it for other tax years, right? That So, yes, there's this moratorium, but, but definitely consult your CPA and, and figure out, okay, how do I want to most effectively use those? Because you're, you're right. That is, this is definitely one of those pieces that can have some implications on people, you know, um, more I, I think have a, a higher likelihood to impact our listeners than 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 not so right so i mean that's obviously one and then the other one is that ira one that we were talking yeah the about. ira one uh, yep you know it has something to do with the uh limitations on and again large retirement account balances and the increasing of rmds on those account balances yeah i mean the Right. So, so RMD required minimum distribution when you are now, as you're from most people, some of the older people, it was triggered at 71 and a half. Now it's just 72. So RMD is say states, you have to take a certain percentage of the previous year's end of year balance. So whatever your IRA balance was on in 1231 previous year, you have to take so much out required minimum distribution because the government just wants to start getting some of that tax revenue back. Well, what, what, what this is now saying, what's proposed is if your IRA balance, let's, let me double check. Is it IRA balance, uh, 10 million or more. So if you have 10 million or more in those IRA accounts, right. And what's going to happen is that, that, cause it's, it, it's, it's, it's a weird calculation, right? Because, because the older you are, and the higher the balance, it's going to be a, a, a different percentage than somebody that's younger and has less money, right? So those balances. So basically what they're saying is if you've got more than $10 million, they're going to make you a, you know, just take more monies out of the account is what they're saying. Again, if you have more than $10 million in the account. So yeah, yeah it's these, just, these are a it's couple just of those again, pieces. Yeah. And, you know, they want to pay for it. And, and obviously, uh, you know, if the more democratic side of it's writing the bill that's where they want to focus the attention on is going to be much more on like well high income earners high net worth individuals are the ones that are going to uh, uh you know pay for it the most and again we can argue the pros and cons of that but we will not uh one other thing too with along with this bill besides the uh ways they're paying for they've actually added us some uh lengthen some tax credits that take away from it, which are kind of important too uh, for, for, for a lot of people. You know, you're talking about things like uh, the earned income tax credit, right? Because earned income tax credit, that's just for people in that low income levels. And, you know, frankly, a lot of people that have those uh, LLCs, corps that, that pass through loss, oftentimes those, you know, factor into that type of thing. So they're extending that. Now, Granted, that's only extending it for a little bit, and then it falls away. Um, but then there's also the child tax credit, which is kind of factoring into the paternity leave and and um, and paternity maternity leave on the other bill. But in this one, they're actually looking at doing this for the child tax credit, which is going to do the same 
sort of thing. It's it's going to extend this child's tax credit for those that have dependents. So there's a little bit of that in this in this bill and and how it gets paid for, but you know that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna do it. So so there you go. Long Ty. and short. Long and short is yes, this is a lot of money. And and there's still other you know ways that this could be tweaked and and you know moved around, but it's it's okay. What you know what are the real implications going to be? It's like I don't think it's as aggressive as a lot of people are making it out to be, right? And and one thing that I want to stress is, and we talk. There's this is a recurring theme, right? When we have this podcast, every time we talk about this, it's like look. Where are you getting your news from? What political slant does it have one way or the other, right? And, you know, like the idea that, like, I mean, seriously, I've got people that, you know, maybe make 100, 150,000 a year, maybe a little bit less even. And they're like, hey, I, 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 it sounds like I'm going to be able to lose the opportunity to contribute to my Roth IRA completely. It's like, no, 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 not even close, right? So the idea is, 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 really as it comes to you know understanding these bills as it comes to understanding what the tax implications are be very cautious of what you are reading what you're hearing is it really what's going to happen in these because the more that you and i have been diving into this the more i'm just like man so much of the stuff that i've been thinking and hearing thinking about and fearful of it's just it's not there yeah right it's Oh yeah, it's fear mongering. It really is. It's all it is. It's just fear mongering. Yeah, a lot of it. Because it doesn't. It doesn't really matter what your go to source is. What really matters is what are your secondary and third sources that you're going to go to. Because it's it's rare to find any sort of news outlet that really is just objectifying, objectively giving you facts and information. They're really kind of giving you some information, spinning some of that, really kind of creating narratives. You just gotta you just gotta get good at at reading through that noise so that you you don't just give into you know whatever narrative somebody wants you to know to kind of push you politically one way or the other. Because everybody's trying to do that. So yeah, the, the, it, it's really important to to spread your wings a little bit more. Um uh, what do they say? Uh, in uh, uh in, increase your uh your circle of friends kind of idea. Yeah. You need some diversity, and I get it. There's 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 plenty of garbage out there that that everybody hates, you know. But there's always something to get from it. So just pay attention and just be less willing to take your first instincts and run with it. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, if anything, like this episode has probably been pretty boring. And for everybody listening, it's like Ryan and I literally make we make zero dollars off of this. This is a definitely a labor of love. Versus Fox News, CNN, whatever you know, Facebook, wherever you're getting, like the more they keep you listening, the more ad dollars they're you know revenue that they're generating for themselves. So again, like, and that's to be frank, that's the thing. If anything, I I want people to start doing more of is like you kind of got to. To, to get away from the anger, the stress, the frustrations of today's society, you kind of have to be smart enough to disconnect yourself from the garbage. 
and and that's fine. It's fine to go to those sources, like you're saying, but it's like, take it with a grain of salt. Realize, like, do some of your own independent research. That's what I'm saying. The more, I feel like I'm pretty middle of the road when it comes to my biases, but it's like, when we look at, really, as we started to dive into this, I'm like, man, half the stuff that I was really concerned with just isn't there. It's not there. It's it's crap that I've seen on headlines on different websites. Yep. So, yeah. And, and what it'll help you do, too, is it'll help you to sift through those that spin a lot and those that don't. Because the more that you do that, you go, oh, yeah, those people were whoever it is. They were kind of giving me pretty close to the reality of it as I looked around. So you kind of get you kind of get a little bit better of a circle of of information, which today is super tough because there's a million and one ways for them to get in your brain, in, including us. We're we're in your brain right we now. We are in your brain right now. That's right. <laughs> so so fact check us, double check us. I don't care. All I care about exactly. is you do your work. What do you care about, Ryan? What what is what is the biggest driving factor for you? Uh, really the biggest driving factor for me is, is what I'm going to have for dinner next. That's it. That's all I care about. <laughs> When's my next I meal and what is it? I, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're a happy man. So, mm-hmm. so if they do have a pass in the buyback better one, buy, uh, Biden back. <laughs> no, no, no. Build in, build a bear back. <laughs> build a better. Backing better. Bail. Build a bears. Yep. Build, build back better. Build back better. There you go. That's the one. Build back better. If that one gets passed, better. we should go through that one as well. Because again, yeah, what's there now is going to change. So we'll 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 right. talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, but right. keep this in mind as we move forward in the next six, twelve months. Right. Uh, this bill is going to have an effect on everything because it's it's pretty big, pretty right. massive spending it is a bill. Big deal. Very big deal. And uh, yeah, let's hope it it uh, it does build back better. Oh wait, no, that's the other one. Or back in back better building. Um, yep, that's what we yeah. want. That's what we Love want. It. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything hey, else buddy. that you want to say? You done? Uh, go Utes. That's it. I'm good. Yeah, my Utah, my Utah, way too much. My Utah, my Utah Utes are number 24 in the nation after they stomped on Stanford wow. last weekend. Only 23 ahead of them. Not too bad. Yep. No, Not too good. bad. I like it. Congra- I like it. Congratulations to Thank the Utes. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All, All right. right hey, Ty. Appreciate your time. time. We Thanks, will talk to everybody later. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ty and Rye podcast. Also, check us out at myprosperteam.com. Thanks. We will see you next week.